0: and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. Hello everyone. And thank you for joining me. My name is Randall Hart. I'm your host here at the Contract of Success Map podcast. And today we have a special guest, John Leuterman. And John has uh, been doing digital marketing for over 10 years. He previously worked at an advertising agency for over five years. He tells me that at the agency, he managed the websites, SEO, and digital marketing for over 60 local contractors, and that's that's important because most of you listen to this podcast, you're contractors. John currently works at uh, Wintertite Corporation in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he's the web marketing manager, a position he's held for over eight years. Wintertite is Wisconsin's largest privately owned remodeler specializing in windows, doors, roofing, siding, and gutter protection. John manages all aspects of digital marketing and advertising for Weathertight. Now this is important for you contractors because John is also the owner of Big Rock Marketing, a digital agency specializing in helping small and medium businesses grow their business online. Now his agency handles the web design, the SEO, the email marketing, the digital advertising, and review management for their clients. John, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you, Randall, for having me.
0: John, it's a real pleasure. Well, John, tell us about your background and, and how you came to be where you are now.
1: Sure. Uh, so, in college, I wasn't uh, really sure what I wanted to do. I started at a local technical college and started taking classes. Uh, at the time, I was I had to signed up for a liberal arts degree. I wasn't really sure Uh, what degree to take. So my counselor guided me to just sign up for liberal arts and basically said that you can start there and go anywhere. And uh, one of my general education classes was a marketing principal classes. And I found that I really enjoyed that class and that uh, it seemed like that would be something I'd be comfortable doing uh, as a career. So uh, I switched my degree over to marketing management. And uh, after that, I, I received my degree. And decided that I wanted to keep going to school, so I went on and uh, got a bachelor's in marketing, or I'm sorry, in business management. And uh, I was crazy and decided that I just love school for some reason, so I kept going and I ended up uh, going and getting my MBA. So I've uh, definitely had a lot of a lot of school under my belt, and my love for marketing was uh, developed there.
0: Oh, well done. that's great. Well, tell me what uh, I, I noticed that in your bio you. You work with a lot of contractors, so is that what you specialize in? I mean, you probably work with a lot of different uh, groups, industries, but do you work mostly with contractors?
1: Uh, yeah. Yes, I do, actually. Um, I, I would uh, you know, work with anybody in any industry, but primarily I, I work with local contractors. Um, you know, Whether it's uh, plumbers, electricians, HVAC, I've, I've worked with uh, a wide variety of different contractors.
0: Now, John, you say you work local. What about uh, You're in Wisconsin, so if a lot of people listen to this podcast. Well, they, really people listen to podcasts all over the, the globe, but uh, mostly in um, North America and, and Great Britain. Let me ask you this: If someone is listening to podcasts and they're in San Diego, um, can you work with them?
1: Absolutely. Hmm. Um, when I refer to uh, local businesses, I refer to a business that does uh, the primarily primarily does. Uh, work for customers that are in their local market. Uh, So local service area businesses, they're commonly referred to as, but I have uh, clients all across the United States, and I can work with anyone anywhere.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's good to know. Well, let me ask you a question. Now, Um, for years, I was a contractor, and, and I sold my last business in 2000. So one of the questions that I always ask is, what are some differences between you and your competitors, because there's a lot of people out there that do websites and, and online digital marketing that sort of thing. So talk to me as a contractor and what makes you different from your competitors.
1: Sure. Um, the, the biggest difference between me and my competitors is um, really personalized service. Um, you know, I, I get it. I, I, uh, I get a lot of the emails that the contractors probably get themselves. People people send you an email, and, and uh, it, you know all the spam uh, emails that you get talking about. You know they can do web design for cheap, or SEO for cheap, or you know offering you the next big thing. Uh, uh, another tactic that people will use is they'll call and say that they're from Google, and they need to, they need you to help them with something. And I I would my advice to contractors on that is to just ignore those phone calls and be very skeptical. Um, any contractor who's Reaching, or I'm sorry, any uh, digital marketing provider who's reaching out to you in that way um, doesn't have enough work, and they're probably not uh, a great choice. Um, but people who work with me, um, they, they work with me directly. I have other people who work with me, but um, I work directly with my clients. And, um, you know, I meet with them on a monthly basis and talk to them about their needs and just kind of teach them digital marketing, uh, you know, the aspects that they need to know in regards to their website. Um, And I'm I'm always their main point of contact to answer any questions that they have and to review any statistics. Um, A lot of times people work with agencies and um, not to say anything bad about bigger agencies. They're great. Um, However, sometimes your point of contact is someone who doesn't actually work on your account and doesn't know Uh, exactly what's going on with your account and couldn't answer any sort of deep technical questions that you have. Uh, And so me being that I have a smaller agency, I work directly with my clients and I'm able to give them that personalized service that you might not find other places.
0: John, that's excellent because I I understand completely what you're saying. I've worked with both agencies and smaller shops. I like that one-on-one relationship. So how do you meet with your clients once a month? How does that take place? Can you describe that for our listeners?
1: Sure. So, what I offer is um, the majority of my clients are on a retainer. um, And so, for those clients, uh, I'm doing monthly work for them, uh, doing search engine optimization on a monthly basis to slowly grow their business online um, indefinitely. And what I offer them is a, a monthly review call where I would go over their Google Analytics, go over their web rankings, and kind of just give them a quick update on what it is that I've been working on and let them know let them know what I'll be working on in the near future. Um, and, you know, and, and some, some of my clients, you know, are, I mean, all my clients are very busy. Some of them tell me, you know what, you don't have to do the call with me. Just send me the reports. And I'm, I'm fine working with that, too. I try to accommodate my clients in every way possible. But I, I like to offer everyone the option of, of doing a, you know, quick call, usually about 30 minutes where I can go over everything and, and just update them on where I'm at with their projects.
0: Excellent. And, and what um, different... Platforms you use like WordPress, HubSpot, or give a particular platform you like.
1: Um, I do everything. All my web design in WordPress. Mm-hmm. I've uh, found it to be found it to be very user friendly, and um, it's great. Even if if somebody, uh, if a client of mine wants to manage their own web pages, it's something that I can usually teach them in about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of people prefer to be hands off and just let me manage their website for them.
0: Okay, so let me ask you a question here. Um, let's say. I'll just pick something at random. Let's say I'm an HVAC contractor in Arizona. I'm just pick Arizona for a minute. Um, I really don't want to deal with the whole website design. I just want one thing, John. I, I need leads. I need the phone to ring. Okay. Um, I'm not really interested <coughs> in the mechanics of how things are done. I just want to call somebody up and say, "Here, put together a site, make it work, and I need it up as soon as possible." So giving you a rough idea, how long does it take from that initial phone call to get a site up?
1: Sure, if, if they're totally hands off and they don't need to review anything before it goes live, I would say um, less than a month, definitely. Uh, the majority of clients like to at least take a look before it goes live mm-hmm. and um, oftentimes the actual time between initial discussion and, and the point of going live Will be determined. Will be determined by how quickly the uh, contractor is able to uh, review everything and get back to me with any feedback. Um, usually, the things on my end go very quickly. Mm-hmm. So usually, 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 the sites are up pretty quickly.
0: Okay. Well, you know, a month is very reasonable. That's that's not bad at all.
1: Yes. Okay. No, I would I would agree.
0: Let me ask you this question. Now, what and we've kind of covered it a little bit, but I want to get more in detail. Um, what problem or issue? Does your pro, your service solve for contractors?
1: Sure. <clears throat> so people like to you know say build it and they will come. Uh, in the case of a website, that that's not really true. So uh, I've had a lot of clients come to me and say, you know, I had this person, whether it's somebody they know or even sometimes it's uh, you know a web designer or an agency. I they built me this brand new website. I spent you know x what you know x amount on it two years ago, and I'm not getting any leads off of it. And, uh, and you know, that makes sense. Uh, just building a website alone isn't enough to get it to rank well in Google, and it isn't enough for you to get those leads off of it. Uh, what really needs to be done is what's called search engine optimization, uh, SEO. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that's an ongoing service, and basically what it does is it makes sure that your website and all references to your website on the Internet are optimized and uh, continuously improved and, um, and establish more of an online presence so that your website does start to rank better. Okay. And so um, the, the my service helps people who don't have a marketing person or possibly do have a marketing person, but the, the person doesn't specialize in this, helps them get their website to rank better so they can ultimately get more customers and more profit.
0: You know, that's key right there. Um, I've been in, in business for a very long time, a variety of businesses, and marketing that just sits there and stagnant, eventually it decays over time. It's like the second law of thermodynamics that everything in the universe is in a constant state of decay unless acted upon by an outside force. So this is huge <coughs> because I've run across a lot of people that design websites and they claim to do a variety of things Really, all they do, bless their hearts, and there's nothing wrong with this, they throw up a template, make a few tweaks, and you're off to the races. So this is key. I hope contractors are are really keying in on this, that what John does is he manages, maintains, and makes sure that the SEO, search, search and anonymization, is that correct? What you do is you maintain it, and you tweak it, and you improve it, So the the site is not just static, it's dynamic. It's always changing a little bit. It's always upgrading. It's always you're aware of the things that Google is doing all the time. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. And um, not only do we look at that on your website, but we also look at it off of your website, what I like to refer to as your digital footprint. Mm -hmm. So Google, um, Google doesn't make decisions about how to rank a website just by looking at the website. They look at every other website on the Internet And so if you can get yourself listed on multiple websites on on, you know, many, many websites and continue to grow that, that footprint over time, it's going to be to your advantage.
0: Uh Okay. And you know how to do that. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And that's part of the service you offer. Okay. So you, you are actually differentiating yourself from a lot of competition out there because you're not, you're not just building that site template and then leaving it alone. You're constantly tweaking it and examining it and, and helping out grow now is is your contract is it month to month or is it annual or a three-year contract how does that work
1: um my contracts are all month to month i i I actually don't even have a a written contract it's i'm more of a handshake kind of guy i i know that i'm going to do a good job for you i know that contractors working with somebody for the first time uh don't you know don't know me from the next guy but if for any reason somebody's not happy they're free to leave at any time there isn't any sort of cancellation uh, anything that I've built for them on their website is handed over to them. It's their property. Um, we've, I've had clients come to me where they don't actually own the code on their website. and so we have to start over. Uh, I would never do that to anyone, because so I know that that's no fun. Um, but yeah, i I just kind of have a, a handshake type agreement, and i I just lay out what I'm gonna do for you on a monthly basis, and i I uh, you know I'm accountable by having my monthly meetings and uh, I'm transparent in what I do. And that's really how I like to operate as a business.
0: John, that's powerful. Let me just—I want to key in on that just for a quick second. Um, there's a couple, There's a bunch of marketing gurus out there. there two that I'm a huge fan of, and I've been to their their weekend sonars. One is um, Jay Abraham, and the other guy is um, Dan Kennedy. Uh, are you familiar with those two by any chance? Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, you know, they're old school. Um, they've been around six, the nineteen sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, and they did a lot of old school stuff. These guys are phenomenal. You know, their weekend seminars between twenty-five and thirty thousand for like a, a four-day event. And I've been to some of those events, and let me tell you by the time you leave you're just totally drained. But you have a lot of information about basic marketing. And one of the things that they both agree on, which I think is phenomenal, is called risk reversal all right and it separates the the players and the good people like yourself from the wannabes and risk reversals like quite simple the first time I heard um, Jay Rim describe it I, I kind of tightened up a little bit oh no you know because this is back in the, the early 90s and we just started our accounting firm and we had people on a one-year contract and uh, Jay Rim said reverse that risk, do a month-to-month, month. and that way you have your own feet to the fire to perform because every month you could be fired by all your customers, or every month they, could, they can rehire you. And I thought, wow, that's powerful. And Abraham was really quite similar. He said, this is only for the the businesses that have high integrity and they know they produce results. And so we switched over about 92, I think it was, to what you're doing the month-to-month. We haven't looked back since. Let me tell you, it is wonderful. And contractors, if you're listening to this podcast, please take this to heart. If you talk to somebody about building a website and they want to lock you in for a a year contract or two years or three years, please run. Don't walk, run, okay? Because they're garbage. People like John, uh, high integrity. John is what what John's telling you is that trust, but verify. Trust me that I know what I'm doing, but verify. You have the opportunity to rehire me every month. What that means is John's always got to speak to the fire. He's got to perform continually. Um, I love that concept. That is so powerful. Okay, that really is. So I can't say any good things about that. But John, let me ask you uh, something else. This is really critical because. It, a lot of our, our listeners always ask the same thing of me. So, what are three things a contractor should consider when hiring your services?
1: Sure. <clears throat> That's a great question. Um, well, really, if somebody's considering doing online marketing, uh, you know, committing more of their financial resources to their website and to marketing their website on the Internet, they really need to ask themselves, you know, am I committed to providing resources and budget to online marketing? And um, Internet marketing isn't a one-time, you know, build a website and walk away. If you really want to be successful at it, then you really need to commit to ongoing Internet marketing. Um, So the first question would be, you know, are you willing to consistently commit both your time resources and and your budget to online marketing? The next question would be, you know, are you prepared to handle more leads and still provide the same level of customer service for your business? Um, And and my goal um, when I take on a new client is to help them get more leads. And, you know, so I really want to make sure that the contractor is ready and able to handle more leads so so that those customers and your existing customers are happy with your services. And then the third question is, Is what, what budget am I willing to commit to Internet marketing? Um, you know, and, and for each company, it's a little bit different depending on your industry and the size of the city that you do business in and the competitiveness of your, of your, uh, of your industry and your city. So uh, the answer to you know, what, what budget number do you need, um, I could certainly help with in uh, you know, having a quick conversation with someone. I'm able to help determine that number for them. But um, the number before you would, would consider talking with the Internet marketer, a good question to ask is, you know, what, what budget do we have available to spend on Internet marketing?
0: John, that makes so much sense. Can I interject one quick thought here? This comes from an accounting background. We, we have a, a process or a, a mnemonic, if you please, an accounting, uh, an algorithm that whenever MR is greater than MC, do it. MR is marginal revenue. So, whenever marginal revenue exceeds marginal cost, it's a no brainer. Uh, case in point for all my construction companies in the past, and we spent, you know, 15, 20, 30,000 a month in marketing. Well, it's quite simple. If, if a contractor spends a dollar in marketing, and if that dollar generates a call, and that call or two or three calls generates, let's say, in sales. And if that contractor is on a 10% net profit, then they spent a dollar, they got a dollar back. That's a break even. MR is equal to MC. No harm, no foul. If that same contractor spends a dollar and say, generates $200 in sales, I'm sorry, $20, not $20, $20 in sales, 200 in sales and gets 10%. The point is that when they make if you spend a dollar and you get a dollar and one penny back net the question is I ask my contractors is how much money can you spend on marketing and the answer is infinity your marketing budget is infinity so the budget really depends on what's the return on investment and just as a a rule of thumb we use a lot of times in in our accounting business and for all contractors and all businesses roughly speaking you need to spend about 10 percent of your gross sales, um, I'm sorry, your your, your um, gross margin on marketing. So, if your sales are say 100,000 for year, you have uh, cost goods sold of say 50,000. That leaves you 50,000 net. You should be spending about 5,000 a year on marketing. Now, what we see is that from there you start tweaking it down and figure out which marketing it works. But, yeah, the, the budget is important. But I, I encourage contractors to look at marketing is not a cost. Marketing is an investment. And that's what our whole podcast is about, Contractor Success Map. M stands for marketing, A for accounting, P for production. I can't stress it enough. I work with a lot of contractors. Spend money on marketing and try some stuff that, that works. It's, it's really worth it. And they'll start looking. A lot of you probably experience this, John. A person comes in. Um, I don't know what your price is. I'm going to be kind of uh, silly, but make it simple. I'm going to say a person comes in and they spend ten dollars a month, which is ridiculous. It's not that low. Ten dollars a month on marketing. Well, if they get that ten dollars back, say at the end of the third month, and then they start compounding going forward. The really smart contractors, we see this all the time, they'll just keep increasing your marketing budget and keep growing. And that's the key. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Um, um, Marketing is something that you should evaluate at least annually. Your marketing budget should be evaluated at least annually, Mm -hmm. if not more often.
0: Can you give us, um, and and please don't reveal any names because that's not appropriate, but can you give us an example of, a contractor, it could be an HVC, plumber, electrician, a trade contractor, home builder, a contractor that you worked with, and just give us some of the, the salient points, the highlights of what happened after you got involved.
1: Sure. Um, so I, I can think of uh, a landscaping contractor off the top of my head who uh, I've worked with, and, and he uh, – was very uh, open about sharing the financials. Uh, you know, every, every client's a little different whether or not they want to reveal, you know, their, their financial information, but this particular contractor did reveal a lot of financial information. So I was able to see how um, how the, the fruits of my efforts, I was able to see how the efforts that I was doing and how they paid off for him. So <clears throat> we started uh, with a, a website rebuild for him, and then we worked into a monthly retainer contract for search engine optimization and um, you know it's a, the, the way the search engine optimization works is that uh, it takes about six months or so of consistent effort to start seeing results mm-hmm. and the majority of your the majority of your results come between 12 and 18 months mm-hmm. um, and 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 the main reason for that is Google we t- I talk about Google a lot with my clients um, Google doesn't want things to happen fast because they don't want you to know what it was that you did that actually worked. Um, And they also they don't like when somebody does a bunch of stuff all really fast and then does nothing else. That 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 whole bunch of work that you did will have a much far less value than if you had done that work over the course of several months. Um, so with this particular contractor, after about the 18-month mark, he told me – and I, I was able to see that um, he was getting about twice as many leads from his website a month. And uh, he, he once introduced me to a friend of his as the person who's responsible for creating half of his business for him. You know, And I, and I, I can't say that every result is, is that great, but um, for the, the people who are doing nothing now mm-hmm. – And don't have much, and have a small website, or maybe a website that hasn't really been developed. Those are really the people that I love to work with because I'm able to help them so much. They're able to get such a bigger increase than somebody who maybe, you know, has a website that they've worked on for several years and is using another provider that they're not happy with. Um, Because so much work has been done on those accounts, and for those contractors, um, I'm usually able to make, I'm always able to make improvements for them. But the improvements aren't going to be as great as somebody who. Who hasn't put much effort forth yet?
0: No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, John, let me ask you this question: Is, is how can you tell if someone is a good fit for your company?
1: Sure. Um, the The best fit for me is somebody who's mentally committed to internet marketing and who who knows that they need it for their company and they're just looking for the right provider. Right. Um, I, I think sometimes, you know, sometimes if a contractor is not fully committed, if they only see it as a line item, um, you know, expense, and they're not really committed to long term. They just want, they just want to like pay some money and just get it get it done with. That's that's usually not the right fit. Um, somebody who's a good fit is somebody who's committed that they know that long term they need to do internet marketing, you know, forever, uh, because. If you want to continue to to get those leads from your website and continue to grow your presence online, you need to commit to to spending money on marketing indefinitely.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. I completely agree with you. That just makes a ton of sense. Let me just throw something out here for what it's worth uh, to conchers listening to this, that marketing actually has a long-term benefit because at some point, um, everybody, I don't care who you are, we tend to want to retire or do something different. And this is a very powerful concept. If you're a contractor listening to this, please pay attention because I have built and sold a few businesses. And when you get ready to sell a business, that's when you find out the true value of that business. And I tell you what, the true value of that business, it's not in your tools and your trucks and your equipment. They don't, that's all just junk. Nobody really cares about that. The value of your business is that repeatable revenue stream so if you have a good marketing system in place like John's describing and you are making money on a regular basis then that's what investors and people who buy businesses that's what they're buying let's just say for example you have a business that's doing a million dollars a year in gross sales and you learn effectively and you follow some good advice and a lot of our clients will do 20 percent net profit so let's say you got 200,000 a year in net profit and the business is rolling nicely, and it's got a, a system. If you have a few employees, and you get to that point where you, as the contractor, can kind of step away, and you build the processes, and now it's kind of running by itself, well, depending on a lot of factors, but you can sell that business what's called multipliers. Multipliers can me were from one to five to ten. But let's say if you if you sold it for a, a multiple of five, how Fun would that be to go to closing one day and pick up a check for a million dollars? Now, take that money and go invest and start something else. Um, happens all the time. And if you want to see a real example of that, not in construction, but you know, read the story about Dollar Shave Club. It's amazing. The guy built the business, I think he sold it for like a billion dollars. And we see this all the time when businesses are sold. It's not because they have such a wonderful concept, they do wonderful landscaping or plumbing, electrician, but what they're selling is that market that's built in, that client list and that recurring revenue stream. And so this is what John's talking to you about, is he can help you build that marketing, which really is the foundation of everything. So John, what what types of advice do you give a contractor? And I think you've already provided one example, but could you give us some advice on what a contractor listening to this podcast that they could just use right now, and they they could kind of test your system and test your advice.
1: Absolutely. Um, so, one thing I would say, um, two thirds, if not if not seventy five percent of the contractors who come to me when I when I ask them, uh, you know, ha- have you been collecting email addresses for your clients or for your customers? Almost always, they say no, mm. um, and I I encourage them to easily. You know it's an easy thing to ask a customer to provide an email address um, you know you'll have a small percentage of people who might who might not want to give it and that's totally fine but you know as if, if somebody calls in and say hey i need uh I need my furnace service you ask them name, what's your name what's your address what's your email if you just work it into your routine um it's really important to do that because if you're not doing internet marketing um, or I'm sorry, email marketing today, mm-hmm. you should be. Um, and the re- the reason for that is is that email marketing has one of the highest highest ROIs of all marketing, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's because you're you're reminding your customers at the right time of what they may need. Mm. So let's, let's let's say in the case of, case of an HVAC contractor, um, and I've worked I've worked with many of those uh, through the years. They uh, they always complain that you know. Uh, September October is their slow time, and a lot of times their guys are sitting, you know, and they're like, if we could just get those, you know, furnace cleanings now instead of when people hear their furnace kick on the first time, um, so that that's a, a struggle for them. And and my solution to that is to collect everyone's email address and send out those email campaigns during the slow period, you know, come September or October, let's offer you know ten dollars off a cleaning check, and and let's get uh, get the guys working before the first time the temperature drops to 20 degrees and, and now you've, you're flooded with, um, you know, repair calls, you don't want to have your guys doing the cleaning checks during that period. So email really helps level out, um, level out that process.
0: Oh no, that's huge.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and customers are happy, you know, cause they, they might forget about cleaning their furnace. Um, and they might forget about uh, other things that, that you were supposed to, uh, that they were supposed to do, you know, to either their air conditioner or anything like that. And, and another thing is it just, it just plants that seed that um, if they're thinking, you know, if their furnace does break down, they're like, okay, what's the name of that company that we used to have clean our furnace? If you keep planting that seed, you know, about once a month or, or uh, sometimes sometimes people want to do just once a quarter, if you plant that seed, then when, when they need your service, they'll remember your name and they'll call you Uh, versus your competitors or versus going to Google and finding someone else.
0: Oh, John, you are so right. You know, case in point, uh, we actually own several buildings, but the one we are in right now for our our business, we have a remodeled about 10 years ago, and we had contracted an HCC contractor, really, really good people. It's called Washington Energy Services. I put a plug in from here in Seattle area, and I love those folks. They put in this beautiful heat pump and this brand-new hve system in our built in our building here um i have a contract i think it's like once a quarter i don't know but i had it for like I don't know, almost 10 years in every quarter where it is guy comes in he does the cleaning check changes a filter tunes a few things up i'm happy as a clam and you know the beautiful part as a business owner they don't bother us we just say you know give you the key come on down to the mechanical room good god do go outside here's the heat pump knock yourself out And the technicians do, they come in, they do it. And that HVAC system, I don't think about it. I didn't know it's there because of that service. And they do what you just said. They follow up with an email every so often. Hey, we're going to do your service, where it is, on such and such day. And I just write back and say, yeah, come on in. That is powerful. Now here's an interesting question, because I I understand at a very deep level the use of email. and it's kind of fuzzy because do you have a particular service provider? We, putting your emails in Outlook is not the best, or Gmail, but there's other programs out there like Infusionsoft and, and MailChimp and all kinds of other places out there. But do you have a particular service that you like? That, because contractors who need help setting up that email campaign, do you have one you like?
1: Sure. Um, for, for a smaller contractor, um, who has like 2,000 or less emails in their database? I really like Mailchimp, yes. um, primarily primarily because the service is is free um, to send the emails uh, for under 2,000 uh, under 2,000 subscribers, and then they also have uh, you know tiered a tiered system that you can help you grow as your business grows and as your email list grows. And
0: are you familiar with the Mailchimp? And, and uh, uh, you use it, you set it up.
1: Yes, I, I use I use Mailchimp, uh, so I have a lot of clients who who just kind of say to me, you know, I, I trust you, and I I want you to sort of manage your email marketing. And so I I, um, I have my copywriter oftentimes write write uh, write up the emails, and we you know design it, lay it out, and then show it to the contractor for their approval, and then we send it out at the um, at the time that they want it sent. Uh, for for some people, we'll stagger the send so that. Not every customer is getting the email on the same day so that, uh, you know, they're able to successfully handle the requests from their customers uh, over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks.
0: Oh, that's perfect. John, I need to put a plug in here. This is really important. Um, I like MailChimp. I'm very, very familiar with it. We happen to use Infusionsoft. It's just a different program. MailChimp is great um, for the we're describing. And, and the contributors listening to this podcast, please, 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 You are very, very skilled at what you do. I know of contractors that put drywall up and do repairs, and and they're artists. You can't tell the repair is. They're just that good. When I put a piece of drywall up, it's embarrassing. I take it out, and I call a contractor who specializes that and comes in. I want to just make this one point. I love MailChimp. MailChimp does have one serious drawback. If a contractor goes to MailChimp and they log in, They make it look so easy. I don't use this very often. I use it sparingly. Trust me. It's not easy. You will spend a lot of time going down that rabbit hole like Alice in Wonderland trying to get it set up. Your dollars ahead, your money ahead, your time ahead. Go do what you do best. Hire John to set up your MailChimp. It's going to cost you a couple bucks, but in the end, you're going to save so much time and aggravation. And the time you would spend sitting at MailChimp, you could spend that time doing what you do best. Cleaning checks, uh, piping, electrical. It's, I tell you what, it's money well spent. Um, And when we set up our infusion soft, I actually hired a guru to do it. And I could have done it myself. It was a few bucks. I am so happy to have gurus set stuff up. I can't tell you how wonderful it is. So, that's my plug have John set up your MailChimp. It would be dollars and money and time ahead. Well, John, in closing, can you tell the listeners how they can contact you?
1: Sure. If you're uh, interested in learning more, you can visit my website. Um, And and I encourage contractors, if they're considering using my services or or if they're considering just using internet marketing in general, whether it's me or someone else, uh, to have me do a free website audit for them. Uh, That's really the first step in determining kind of where you're at um, and, and to see what you need to do to kind of take it to the next level. Uh, my website is www.bigrockonline.com. I can also be reached by phone at 414-305-4801. And if you want to check out uh, some of my work, you can visit www.weathertightcorp.com. That's weather uh, like the weather outside, T-I-G-H-T-C-O-R-P.com.
0: John, that's excellent. And and those listening to this, we'll put all this information also in the show notes and the, uh, the article that will be linked to this podcast. Well, John, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to visit with us today, and, and I hope that contractors uh, will contact you and, and take to heart what you're saying. And just a little uh, plug, again, for what it's worth, Um, I've interviewed a a number of people that develop websites. John is one of the few that will actually do a free website audit. So if nothing else, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Get that free audit, take a peek at it, and see what you think. Well, John, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate having you here today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Randall. It was a great time. You
0: take care, John. We'll talk to you later. Well, that's the end of our uh, show today, and we thank you for listening. And bye for now just for you.